Heroes of Handheld episode 290. This is the podcast dedicated to handheld gaming, and we've been doing this podcast for seven years, people. Seven long, arduous years. We love it really, it's great. And we like to talk about all things handheld gaming. When we first started, it was 3DS, 2DS, and PlayStation Vita. Now, as we've gone through the years, our interests have waned and we've lent more towards the Nintendo side of life, and that is Nintendo Switch, which is our bay. And we like to talk about, you know, Android and uh, iOS as well. If it's handheld gaming, we talk about it. I'm Colin, I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by uh, Chrissy P in. Hello, the, Colin. Uh, in the uh, big, expensive, soundproofed booth in London town. How are Hi. you? I'm all right. Have you seen... We're going to start st- straight in, no messing. Have you seen the images that have emerged over the past few days of Universal Studios at the theme park in Japan? So, oh, the super... Is this to do with yes. the Nintendo world? Yes, and this is just amazing. So they're making the Nintendo World, as you said, um, and they're doing it at the Universal Studios in the US as well, so the Hollywood and the uh, Florida parks, but they're coming further down the line. But the Japanese park, the Japanese um, arm of Universal Studios has already, is they're pretty much there in completing this Super Mario World, or in Super Nintendo World, and it looks absolutely incredible. And if you've not seen these images that have emerged over the past few days, someone's managed to get an image... Um, I guess it's from outside the park or over you know, near a construction wall. But you can see in uh, the top bits of some of the buildings they've created. Mm. And they've got spinning coins like you would find in a Mario game. Whoa. And it looks so good. Have you seen the, uh, the video of that? I'm just looking at it now. On uh, oh, we'll, we'll embed so a link good. to nintendolife.com uh, slash news slash blah, 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 blah. Because, yeah, I'm just watching it now. Oh, my God. The concept art is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it looks okay. great. There were some pictures that came out a few weeks ago of an aerial photo of it, and it just it looks very small, but it look, the attention to detail just looks absolutely incredible. And yeah, I definitely want to explore. And I can't remember the actual. De- I should have done my research before talking about it, but I remember hearing earlier this year when they revealed more details about this Nintendo Land in Universal is that I think everyone's going to get a form of wristbands and you can interact with different items in this world. So for example, in the Mario games, you know you have to hit the question mark boxes to get like um, the mushrooms or whatever. Yes, exactly. Uh, there's going to be these these question mark boxes are going to be dotted around this land. I don't know how they're going to be there, if they're going to be attached to walls or just somehow magically floating. But you have to like tap them with this wristband you've got and you get special things. Like um, I don't know exactly what you get, but basically you can interact with them as you would in an actual game. So it just looks so good. looks so cool. And uh, yeah, the video got me more hyped for it. I don't think it's coming to the US... Um, and for a couple of years, yeah, I don't think they've even started building the land in the US parks, but it is very exciting to see. 
um, that is nearing completion. I don't know. I think it must be opening within the next few months, obviously. Uh, in Japan, they recently lifted their state of emergency, but I don't think they've allowed theme parks to reopen yet. I know the uh, Tokyo Disney parks aren't open yet. But as soon as that opens, we'll be uh, giving you the deets on that because it looks so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I, uh, I'm looking forward to to that for sure. It's it's like <laughs> Nintendo World has like Nintendo theme park has lot has been rumored for such a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, it's this really is sort cool of crept up on me that they. I know this has been, as you say, in the works for a long time, but the fact it's nearing completion sort of surprised me a little bit. I thought this was still a long way off. Uh, but it looks very cool. And yeah, yeah. Very much exciting to see more images of it. Uh, right. So, Chris, I, I'm going to... Normally, how we start the top of the show, as well as talking, shooting the shit, yeah. we like to talk about what each of us has been playing over the past seven days since we last spoke. Yes. I, I, I'm going to go straight in, and I'm, I'm going to point towards me. Because there's a game I've been playing, and I know you've already played this, and it's something I've wanted to play for a long time, and I finally picked it up on Nintendo Switch. And... For long-term listeners of this podcast, you'll know that me and Chris are big fans, or we were big fans, of Telltale and a lot of the games that they released. The um, sort of, well, it's supposed to be choose-your-own-adventure where um, they Telltale would purchase different properties and create games around it, and then the choices you make shape how the game, how the overall story works out. There's been a lot of criticisms in the past saying that the decisions you make in the game don't actually affect the overall story. In some cases, that's probably sort of true. In some cases, it's not true. I'll give you an example of the Game of Thrones um, Telltale series, where depending on the decisions you made, the last episode, completely different, like two completely different versions of the game, depending on what choices you make. And also, I think it was it series two of The Walking Dead, and the choices you make at the end gave yeah. you very, very different endings. Uh, anyway, so we're not talking about those games. Uh, Batman. The Batman Telltale series. I finally picked it up because there was a very good sale on Nintendo. I think it was, um, I don't know if it was the Digital Days sale or something like that. Yeah, we'll uh, talk more about that up... later, I think, by the way. Yes. Uh, and there's so many cool games on there. All the Walking Dead games from Telltale, which are on Switch, uh, were discounted. But also the Batman game as well. It was about £6.29, which is down from £12.99, which I think is a really good discount. Um, you get all five episodes. Um, so I, I purchased that. I also got some Ori in the... Oh, is it Forbidden Forest? Ori in the Forbidden Forest? I think that's what it's called. Um, I finally picked that up, so I'll be playing that as well. Anyway, so Telltale, the Batman series. I'm on episode five, which is the final episode. It's an episodic adventure. Each episode pre-lasts about two and a half hours, I would say. Two hours, maybe, depending on uh, how much you explore. Yeah, I, re- I reckon they're about two hours each. Yeah, so you get, you know, for £6, that's a lot of game. Uh, I'm a big fan of Batman, as so is Chris, as you know, big fans of Batman. I wanted to play this for a while. Anyway, so I'm on to episode five, and about halfway through the final episode, and as me and Chris were conversing about this as I was playing through each episode, and initially I was well excited, you know, it's, it's really good. Uh, one thing I will say, one criticism that a lot of people have had, and I have had with Telltale games over the years, the different ones I've played, the frame rate issues, it's buggies anything it lags there's a lot of quick time moments in these games and in a lot of the older ones i used to play on the xbox 360 and xbox one it'd be very choppy and there'd be slowdown issues and it just would not smooth uh, run smoothly what i will say i don't know if it's a change in the game engine or the nintendo switch but this batman telltale game is running probably the best i've ever played a telltale game there's been barely any lag 
it runs smoothly, the transitions from scene to scene are seamless, and it's just great. This is how it, they should be played. Um, and it's been, for me, in my experience of playing these Telltale games, it's not been um, that smooth. But this is definitely the smoothest. So that's the first point to make. Anyway, I don't want to give away anything about the plot, which would be go. very difficult because I'm five episodes in. If I'm if I'm going towards spoiler territory, I'm gonna Chris needs to give me an alert or yeah, but I have mute me or something. I haven't played it in five in you know several years, so probably four or five. But years. you remember, you've been teasing me through the whole thing. You're like saying, "Oh God, wait for the next bit." Oh my God, you'll never guess what happens next. Oh, most, the second series is great. Yeah, mostly I'm saying wait for the second series because the first series is good, but I love the second series anyway. But how are you finding it? I love it because I love the Batman world. I love the, their um, version of these characters. Um, and it's not a spoiler to say there's famous Batman villains who appear in this game, obviously, because it's a Batman game. I won't say who. But really liking it. The first few episodes, I was like, oh my god, there's some really big decisions. And I was sort of stressing on what decisions to make. But now I've got to the last episode where the decisions you make start to supposedly have an effect. I'm starting to realise now that a lot of those decisions were, were basically just cosmetic. <laughs> like they, they basically led to like one line of dialogue which made no sense. And another thing that I'm... There's one particular scene with a... I'm not going to say which character, but I was interacting with a character and I was trying to get the conversation to steer towards one point, which wasn't... Because I just thought it would be funny to see if I pursued this line. So every dialogue option I was heading towards down this path... And it was so apparent that Telltale were trying to force me down a different path that every um, response I gave, the, the then response to that answer didn't really make much sense. And at the end, when it was the end of the conversation with this particular character, their end remark to me made no sense to what I'd been saying. And I sort of thought to myself, oh, so this whole option to have this this option in the dialogue really made no difference because they wanted to end on this note anyway, potentially for the next series. And because I noticed that on that one scene, I started to think about all the other decisions I made and how really they hadn't really made much difference overall. And it didn't matter which decision I chose, we were still going to get the same... Obviously, we are still going to get the same outcome. But, you know, you, you want some sort of repercussion for some of the decisions. And... I'm sort of worried to play it towards... I'm probably on the last hour of the last episode now, and I'm a bit worried to keep playing because I just I feel I'm going to be disappointed by the ending. But I don't know. So, in essence, just to sum up, I am enjoying it, but I feel a bit disheartened now because I was so invested in the story and the decisions I was making, but now I'm starting to realise it's the familiar telltale feeling, oh, actually my decisions don't really make any change on the overall outcome of the story. So... This is why I really want you to play the second one, because I don't remember too much about the first one, apart from Penguin being in it. Uh, that's not a spoiler, or at least Os Oswald, Oswald Cobble, Cobblepot. Mm. Oswald Cobblepot. Um, Cobblepot, old mate, old blighty. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who else is in it. Uh, is Harvey Dent in it, or have I made that up completely? So I, I did my best to not spoil anything, and you're basically revealing everything. Yeah, but, but yes, he is. He come is. on, they're Batman characters. You're allowed to because what the, what these games do cleverly is they take the characters you know and they and they they change things about them and make it so it's not just uh, as 
they put their Telltale stamp on it, is why I asked. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, the main antagonist is... I, I don't know this for sure, but I think the main antagonist was actually created for this game. Yeah. I don't think it's in any other version of Batman comic or game. So that's that's cool. Um, um, and there is a moment with that main antagonist, which I think is probably the end of F4, which is amazing, which is so, so good. Um, but the reason why I like season two a lot is because season two... Um, I think your decisions have a lot more impact and also you are much more split along the binary of doing things uh, for Batman or for Bruce Wayne. So yeah. like in this, in the first one, there's a little bit of that, but in the second one, it's very much like decisions you make to, to make Batman's job easier make Bruce Wayne's job a lot harder and vice versa. And like yeah. that's a really kind of interesting, clear way of doing the telltale like dynamic stuff. Um, yeah, I think is I think it's yeah. great. I I did like the the features that they had in the first series I found so far, where there's certain characters you need to speak to, and you get to choose if you want to speak to them as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. That is that is cool because you. I I, I I'm tempted once I've finished it to go back and do it. We might do the decisions opposite and see how much difference it makes. But that was nice. And there was a few times where I really had to think, oh God, do I want to go, who do I want to go as? Who would be, who would make them more yeah. sense? Which is good. And also I do like, I know the detective work, that's the main thing with Batman. And there is some detective stuff you need to do. It's very basic and simple, but I did sort of like that where you have to make links between certain bits of evidence. So that was, that was a nice touch. As yeah. Well. I did enjoy that. And um, um, but, I do yeah. like as well that in, in these Batman games, uh, you you get to build and kind of define Batman's relationship with certain villains. Some of them, it's like, yeah, he already knows what this person's like, or this person's already crazy. But other people, it's like, oh no, in in this world, you as Batman get to choose how Batman is with X, Y, or Z. I think that's really smart stuff because like the Arkham games are great, but the Arkham games you come into it and Batman is already set up with all these villains and bad guys. Whereas these, it's like, oh no, here's a character and they are new. And you get to choose, does Batman like, you know, take sympathy on them or like beat them into a bloody pulp? Like, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I saw there are definitely options in the first series where you can go down a quite a dark route, I would say, where you can play as a bit of an arsehole by playing as the... More like the Zack Snyder version of Batman mm. than the Christopher Nolan version of Batman. Um, you know, the whole disenchanted, very like, hates the world, seeing it all, was a bit fed up Batman against the, no, I still believe all life is precious and everyone can change their ways, Batman. So, yeah, but once I played it, I think I'm going to go back. Because I'm not sure, we did have this discussion over text, but I, I don't know whether season two is on Switch. Uh, season obviously season one is and most i think all the walking dead series are but i'll need to have a look and see if it is because if it is i'll go straight into it mm. um i really don't have to go back to my xbox one version because i've got a feeling it won't be as smooth but we'll see anyway so yeah re enjoying it you know i always love telltale and um got it for a great price so if you want to play that it's only about six quid at the moment on yeah the, uh, store Spe okay. speaking speaking of that sale um i just wanted to like have a let's between us have a quick flick through some of the other games on sale and see if there's anything else that you would recommend people play. Uh, I know you mentioned that you downloaded Ori, 
um, and yep. the the forbidden fruit or the will of the wisp, whichever one round it is. Uh, and the the blind, the blind forest. That's what it's called. Yeah, blind that's forest. it. Um, no, yeah. the forbidden forest is from Harry Potter, and forbidden fruit is from the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. But Marion Rabbids, uh, Kingdom Battle is down to eleven pounds, and that is a great game if you've not played it. It's a uh, kind of XCOM set in the world of Mario and Roman Rabbids, and it is so polished, and it's actually really tough as well, like really, really good, really tough. Thief Simulator, Colin. Down from seventeen ninety nine to one pound seventy nine. Oh, I got it for two pound forty. Well, you lost on seventy p there. Uh, Overcooked <laughs> two, which has been keeping me sane through lockdown, uh, is down to eleven ninety nine. And if you've not played Overcooked, Overcooked two is the better of the two because it involves throwing ingredients and more interesting maps and more interesting recipes as well. And I've been playing Overcooked maybe once every couple of days, and it's just like I just love it. I I love it so much. It's such a good game. So challenging and satisfying. And different levels can be solved in different ways. So it's great for that. Uh, Bastion is down to £2.19, which is a great game if you've never played it before. I've just started that on Switch as well. Um, I don't know if there's any others in this list that took your fancy, Colin. I mean, we have to shout out Rayman Legends, which is probably one of my favourite games of the past 10 years. Absolutely fantastic game. Um, that's only £7.49 down from 30 quid, and that's the definitive edition as well. I played that on PlayStation Vita, and it was what my favourite Vita game, probably, out of... I think we discussed it as my favourite Vita game ever, mm. um, and I'm sure it played just as well on Nintendo Switch. So if you've not played any of these games from UbiArt, um, it's Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins was the first one. This is the time. Seven forty nine is an absolute bargain. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever played artistically the gameplay it's just gorgeous there's some of those levels you just sit back and think this is absolutely brilliant you know the, the thought that's gone into these levels and how they incorporate the music and it's yeah it's great would definitely recommend Rayman Legends that's probably the out of the the short list on the Nintendo website we're looking at that's probably the main one I would say and it's so that's a good discount as well it's over um how much should that be it's about 70% off so that's good good deal Resident, Resident, Evil, £2. 19. Uh, Resident Evil 6 is uh, on Switch as well, uh, on sale. Now, I didn't even know Resident Evil 6 was on Switch. Uh, is that the... It's not Revelation. Oh, 6, oh, six is the one with the like the mix of action and horror, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, Hotline Miami Collection is down to just under £8 as well. Hotline Miami, obviously a great game that we both love and was talked about last week because it features in the uh, Last of Us trailer uh, although that's obviously the vita version and fifa 20s on sale as well the legacy edition um, enter the gungeon Woo-hoo. is down to five pound fifty which is enter the gungeon is a really good uh, bullet hell game i'd recommend that very very highly uh, okami i'm going to actually buy once we're done on this podcast it's down to eight pound and okami is one of the most beautiful games i've, I've played uh, in my life i can't wait to play sonic mania Sonic Mania is discounted as well. That's a brilliant game. Oh, well, I didn't know Sonic Mania was discounted. That changes my my perception of reality. Uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Um, Trove as well, which is the the everything, uh, £25.19. That's a really good price as well. Shovel Knight is so good. Crash Bandicoot and Sparrow trilogies are all discounted as well. Crash Team Racing is discounted, so they're all in there. It's a huge list of great games, to yeah. be fair. And this is all till June the 14th, so you'll want to get this in over the next few days. Although, I mean, yeah. there's always more mm. sales, aren't there? I mean, there's always... Some of these games are you know always on sale, it feels like. Like, Thief Simulator's been on sale for ages. Yeah. Um, I'm really tempted. You know what? I'm really tempted to get all the Walking Dead series again. Start from the beginning. You know, it's been so long since I played. Clementine. 
And I, I think the last one I played was season two. I don't think I played past season two because I played them on Vita. And then yeah, there was that yeah. big old thing where, oh, they didn't. They, they released that statement because someone asked the question, oh, will you be able to transfer your saves over to the next something or something like that? And they're like, no, nope, can't do that. The third one isn't coming to Vita. Sorry. But £3.24 for season two. That's that's good. That's a good deal. Yeah, uh, Walking Dead New Frontier is under £3.24 as well. You get the whole series for probably under a tenner, I'd say, or just over. It's pretty good. Yeah, I love Walking this Dead. List, so oh, oh. Those Telltale tell in their prime. Like I, I know it's like it's so sad what happened to that studio, but when yeah. when it was working and they were just pumping out a new great game every six months. It did sort of feel though, didn't it? Like when's this then when's this bubble going to burst? Because all these yeah. these properties they were purchasing, getting the rights for, like you know, Batman, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, um, Minecraft. It just sort of feel like how long can they go on for? What yeah. about the Wolf Among Us season two? That's still coming, isn't it? Or it's been gone very quiet. On oh, that. I don't know anymore. It, they did say it was still coming, but I think it's gone very quiet now, hasn't it? I yeah. don't think there's been any update for a long time because it was happening and it wasn't happening. Uh, here we go. Uh, da, 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 oh, Batman we'll season be... two is on Switch and it's six pound twenty four. <gasps> Fuck yes, yes, going straight into that. Straight in, no messing. So okay. I'll finish season one, get straight in. So here's a question. Do the decisions you make in season one affect season two at uh, all? Or is it just one line of dialogue where it's I like... I couldn't possibly tell you, Colin. <laughs> you you did this. That wasn't very nice. And then they don't mention it ever again. What do you which think? Which is what's happened with a few decisions. It's not going to be like a, a mass effect, is it? Where a decision I made on like six years previous in the first game comes back and like makes me kill my true love you're not gonna it's not gonna be like that is it that was the that was the worst feeling ever yeah and it's just like the, the worst to go back to that the worst feeling about that is the fact that there's nothing i could do there was absolutely nothing i could do the dialogue option was just blank i couldn't do it I couldn't do it I couldn't do it mate anyway 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 talking of mass effect playstation 5 we like playstation 5 there was supposed to be an announcement last week. They've moved it to tomorrow. We're recording on Wednesday, the 10th of June. And tomorrow, Thursday, the 11th of June, Sony will be giving a press conference, a pre-recorded conference, where they're going to go into detail about the PlayStation 5. We don't know much about what they're going to reveal. Um, they don't. We know what the controller looks like. We've got an idea of how the graphics will look because Epic Games released that little teaser back in May. But we don't know what the actual console looks like yet. So will they reveal what the console looks like? Will they reveal the price? Will they reveal any more games that are coming to PlayStation 5 on launch? These are the things we need to know. I would like to know a price point. I don't think we're going to get any pricing tomorrow. I think we're just going to get... I think we will see the console. I think we will see some games, obviously, and we'll get announcements of games coming to PS5 on launch. But I think that'll be it. I don't think there'll be anything on pricing. Do, will we get a release date, do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think release window. Uh, no, I think release date. I think maybe some news of some bundles. I think we'll probably, yeah. I hope, we're going to see a bit more information about the launch lineup. Um, yes. Because we do know, um, like, a lot of games have been kind of teasing about coming to the next gen and stuff. But I think it'd be great to see what PlayStation specifically is happening. And I also, do you think what games do you hope to see? I think a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, that's what you uh, want. Right? I think that'd be a good one. 
I think maybe something Spider-Man-y, but I don't know if it's too soon. Um, but God, can you imagine? Can you imagine if there's like a de- details on the next Elder Scrolls? Oh Lord, it's hard, that isn't it? Because <laughs> like the last big console launch we had was the Switch, and that launch was that launch lineup was so good. Like having new breath, having new Zelda come out. Like, and I know I'm not Breath of the Wild's biggest fan, but having it come out like on the same day as the Switch was just amazing. So like, they did, yeah, they need to, to have like, a good PS, lineup. Because what was PS4? Mm. It was like Killzone and stuff, wasn't it? Like it wasn't anything. It's the same too, with the uh, Xbox One as well, wasn't it? Like the launch games for both of those, the PS4 and the Xbox One, were really quite poor from what yeah. I remember. So hopefully they nail it. Because as you said, Nintendo Switch shows if you've got a strong launch lineup, you can have a strong strong sale straight away. Yeah. Um, but that's nine o'clock tomorrow UK time. I think that's four o'clock Eastern time in the US. Nice. So perfect time for us. So I will definitely be watching that. Um, it's going to be just over an hour, they're saying. So a lot of time for a lot of game demos and information. But yeah, I <gasps> hey, think. Hey, Colin, it's... Colin, Colin, shut yeah. up, shut up. What if we get new Batman? <laughs> oh, I think I would just, my penis would just explode, I think. What if that's what we're getting? My penis would explode. Oh, don't, no, no, it won't. Don't lie. Yeah, well, I'd. I didn't even think about that. That would make so much sense because they were teasing it, weren't they, months ago about the, um, what was it, the Southern Cabals, the Circuit of Owls? Court, court of Owls, yeah, yeah. The Court of Owls. So it would make sense. Potentially they were going to reveal it, but then they realised that Sony were going to do this big press conference later in the year and they decided not to. Yeah. So this this could be it. I mean, I've already said that I'm 90% sure I'm going to be jumping back to Sony and PlayStation for the next um, round of consoles. I think I'm, I'm leaving Xbox. I'm fed up with all the games that we don't get, that Sony get. And that's what I want. I want Spider-Man in my life. I want oh, uh, Uncharted in my life. I want all these games. I want them, Chris. I want them all. Oh, Lord. Um, Exciting. Have you worked out... This is another. This is me segging to another news thing. Have you worked out what date, uh, what would have been happening at the moment if coronavirus hadn't changed the world? E three. E three would have been this week. That's crazy. I know it's so surreal, isn't it? In a different time, in a different universe, we would be pouring over Nintendo's uh, direct that would have happened sort of mid afternoon today, and would have been like, "Oh, Banjo Kazooie's coming to Switch or whatever." Um. Yeah, it's a surreal, surreal old time, uh, and not having E three is going to be interesting to see how that affects the caliber of the PlayStation event tomorrow. You'd think they're going to double down on it because um, I don't think Microsoft have announced anything about the Xbox. I always forget what the new Xbox is called. Xbox S something. Did we have a Microsoft thing a couple of weeks ago? I don't really follow Microsoft stuff. But you no, do, I think there was something, but I don't... Th- I mean, we saw what the console looked like, but I don't think it was a proper... I think they just revealed what it looked like. I don't think it was a proper conference about games and stuff. Is it the Xbox Series X? Is that what it's called? Honestly, it shows a little... been paying attention to Xbox yeah. this time. Yeah, Xbox Series X. Yeah, we know what it looks like. It's a big box, basically. It's like a bin. It looks like... You know when you get those Apple... Um, the Apple Mac Towers? It looks like one of those. But in black. Wow. Can't wait. And just looks... <laughs> yeah. So, looking at the articles here... Um, Taylor's Watch Plan for Packers... There is an article from the BBC. 
But I'm not going to read that now. But we're focusing. We don't care about Microsoft for now. We care about Sony and PlayStation. So yeah, let's focus on that. Anyway, yeah, E3 is weird. Um, we've been covering it for the past seven years, and yeah, it's first time not. But it's good that we've got something to fill the void with the PlayStation um, conference tomorrow. So that's good. So yeah, it will come back hopefully. Well, I say E3 should come back next year bigger and better. But then this year, because of the change and the shift in um, how people are, you know, dealing with. The current situation maybe it won't be the same maybe this is going to change e3 forever yeah maybe it'll um, just be all digital stuff all the time maybe maybe um speaking of i mean to be honest to be honest when i i i tend to farm the news for for our show i think that's fair to say this week colin has been it's such a smorgasbord of tiny stories um so a brief thing that i wanted to mention is that after we well we kind of uh talked about this a bit last week uh but we've still seen lots of companies um committing to making positive action around black lives matter and uh for example the pokemon company uh just like after we finished recording last week um declared that they were going to donate a hundred thousand dollars to the naacp and a hundred thousand dollars to black lives matter as well and i don't the thing is i can't remember if we covered this or not but did we talk about call of duty last week i meant to bring it up but i I don't know if I did. So, well, you you go ahead. You go. Yeah. Ahead. So, Call of Duty um, did a kind of interesting thing where they replaced their loading screen with a um, splash screen, which was dedicated all to uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, and they've also uh, kind of come out and said that they are going to be much more severe and much more serious about uh, racism and in-game racism on their on their. Um, platform and there is there is a there is a kind of a part of me which is sort of like well if you had the power to ban racists before why didn't you but i am glad that they are going to be being much more hot on it now because like it's true like in in some of those some of those games especially like on um call of duty some of the online voice chat is just like you know i've got like a strong stomach um it's just vile what people feel like that that it's okay to say on there and it's just like what are you doing like and from children yeah. as well um yeah. and i think call of duty needs to be a lot better about monitoring who is playing their game because it is traditionally an 18 or, a, or an m for mature but also like there needs to be a much more stringent process of reporting and banning racists and racist names and you know it sounds like the Antivision are working harder on this than they have been previously, but it does frustrate me that it's taken as long as it has for them to start really knuckling down on this stuff. I mean, they, from, from my previous experience of Activision and Call of Duty, they are they were already banning, you know, people who say racist things over voice chat or have racist um, gamer tag names. So it'd be interesting to see what's what changes now when they're saying they're going to put stricter. Um, rules in place i mean i i always thought there were lifetime bans that were given out maybe that wasn't the case maybe it's just a couple of months um but yeah it'll be interesting to see how they do it and as someone who plays modern warfare at the moment the black lives matter screen um appears um 
on when you load the game and go on multiplayer, there's a little box down in the right. When you load up new matches, it comes up as well. And when you first load multiplayer, it's there. So it's you can't miss it. It's there every single point before you get into a game. Um, and it's good. Um, they haven't really given much details. I mean, I know they last week they delayed the release of the new season of Call of Duty and also um, some other thing. I think new maps and stuff are being released, but they delayed that because of the whole... Um, you know the situation which was um, ever growing last week but yeah it'll be you know as we get further in further down the line um we'll see what they do to stop it because you are right there are you know there is a majority a minority of people on um call of duty and uh, first person shooters online in general who think they can just say what they like and get away with it it's a bit like keyboard warriors on twitter so we will wait and see um what they do to tackle that and how strict they are. You'd imagine now they'd get a ban from the game and hopefully reported to the local authorities as well. Yeah. Um, if there's that's, any racism. That, that's the big thing for me is like banning a banning a kid or banning anyone because they use racism online uh, in Call of Duty. Pe- people will find a way around that. It's about actually yeah, reporting it and elevating it to kind of... Um, local authorities like you say like it's so important that this stuff gets followed up yes definitely definitely um, so the only other little bits of news i've got for you colin um mm. is that finally on the nintendo eShop, animal crossing uh new horizons has been dethroned from the number one digital um sales spot this is from benji sales on twitter who's a good account to follow if you're interested in video game sales um because now minecraft dungeons has taken its place um and animal crossing new horizons has been number one since early march which is three months of uh dominating the charts um, but minecraft dungeons has now dethroned it i'm not really i haven't played anything about minecraft dungeons um I don't know. Neither have I, really. It's a dungeon crawler, isn't it? Obviously, as the name suggests. So it's it's like Diablo style, but in Minecraft. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Um, I I, I kept seeing efforts for this, and I remember when it was first announced, but I personally, I've not even seen any any reviews of it, to be honest with you. Like, from my, um, in my walk of gaming life, I don't see many people talking about it, but obviously it's got an audience, it's got the Minecraft name on it, which is always going to attract a lot of people, obviously Minecraft one of the, probably the best, I think it is the best selling game of all time, potentially Yeah, Minecraft is I saw one obviously of, it's just mad isn't it, it's massive it doesn't matter what platform it is, what year it is it just sells like hotcakes as soon as it comes out, um, I remember you know, there was a trend a couple of months ago where there was like those bar graphs that you'd see on Facebook where it would go through a set amount of time and it would show you how what the sales were or for example it would say the top selling games of all time video games of all time it'll start in the 70s and then the time will slowly go ahead to 80s 90s 2000s and there'll be like a little graph which shows you what the sales figures were and it goes up and down i don't know if you've seen any of these yeah yeah um but they did this for top selling games of all time and it was really interesting to watch because um i think it was tetris was number one for years like number one for like pretty like decades, I think it was. And then it's interesting in the early 2000s seeing The Sims come into the list and then drop out. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog's there, you know, Mario's there. Um, Call of Duty appeared a few times, but obviously, you know, it goes on the individual games rather than the series. Um, but then I think it got to whenever Minecraft was initially released. I guess 2010 was Minecraft first came out. 2009. How long has that been in our lives for? Minecraft. Yeah, when long, it? long 2009. Time. 
2009. Yeah, so, but as soon as it got 2009, it was ridiculous. Like, Minecraft just completely came from nowhere, shot to the top, and the bar just pretty much exploded and doubled, tripled everything that had gone before it. It was insane. Minecraft is just crazy town. So, yeah. yes, if you play Dungeons, please let us know. Is it any good? Please tell us. Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't played it. We'd love to hear about that. Um, and the last little bit of yeah. news, Colin, is that... Mm. Uh, what are you doing on... Hey, hey, Colin. Uh, what are you doing on August the 20th there, mate? August the 20th? Yeah, yeah, Depends August the 20th, mate. Uh, wait, this year. Oh, nothing. That's good. Um, Why? But... What the hell is this? Let's look at the picture. So, do you want to do you fancy meet me in the uh, in the streets of um, a big a big city? Yes. Uh, sure. But but here's the trade-off. Um, I would rather I don't actually want to see you. Uh, I want you to instead be controlling a giant crab using um, a chainsaw. <laughs> I'd rather be a lobster dual wielding um, revolvers. So That's what I'd rather go for. This is a game called Fight Crab. Um, it is mad, <laughs> and it's now got a Japanese release date on Switch, which is August the twentieth. Uh, you can actually watch a trailer for this. Um, it is just as batshit as it sounds. They've got lightsabers. The yeah, fuck? it's it's like it looks like mini clip, like with the way that it works. Like it doesn't look <laughs> particularly uh, brilliant, but it's such a dumb thing. Um, so it's like you fight as a giant crab against another giant crab, or indeed lobster, or presumably as well, maybe a crayfish might be in there. Um, and you have to fight across different <laughs> platforms and worlds, and it's 3D fighting. Um, it looks just dumb and fun, and I think it will be a, a good game. And uh, yes, it's coming to Japan on August 20th, and hopefully it will come out over here as well. That is good. Honestly, if you want to watch the trailer, guys, listen to the music as well. Yeah. It's just great. It's thrash, isn't it? It's I'm just watching a crowd like lob a lightsaber at a lobster in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, this is mad. It looks, it looks so a bit good. like um, Goat Simulator in the way it's playing. Oh, God, there's like a giant crab. Is this, do you battle against people online or is this like against the AI of computer? I don't really know. I assume local. Um... Oh, online battles would be great for this. But this yeah. I don't know too much about it, apart from the fact it's called Fight Crab, and that was kind of enough for me. <laughs> this is similar to that game I played on Vita all those years ago, where I was, I was like fighting giant flies and giant ants. Yeah, it does look from, what, similar what to that. What was that game called? Yeah, that is mad. I'm well in for that, though. I'm hoping we get a Western release, and that image of the crab and the lobster, the lobster holding the double, the dual-wielding the revolvers is great. That's... um. That's going to be the image for this week's podcast episode. I think that'll be the feature yeah. image. Has to oh, be. Come on. So good. That's so good. I like it. Um, it. So I didn't actually ask you at the top of the show. What have you been playing this week, Chris? Oh, thanks for asking, mate. Um, no well, worries. I kind of skipped past it because I've not really been uh, doing too much. I'm still making my way through um, Animal Crossing, um, which has been nice and chill and good and mellow, um, but there's not a whole lot of new stuff going on there. I'm just trying to get my flower field looking good. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, what else have I been playing? I've been playing a little bit of um, Bastion on the Switch, uh, but I'm still very in the early game of that. Uh, and I have been playing Overcooked. I've now finished uh, all of the DLC um well fit like i play i've now finished played every level i haven't four starred them all which is the next uh ambition um 
that game is so good and it's like the way that you're mm. like your brain goes into overcooked mode and the way that you have to think about moving efficiently and getting things served and not necessarily um just because a level was laid out in a certain way doesn't mean you have to play it in a certain way is just like i think it's it's an amazing game in terms of game design and the way that it makes you think about things um and challenges you as a player to come up with like lateral thinking solutions because the cla the, the classic example right the, the, and i know i talk about this game all the time colin but the, the classic mm. example is the, the very first overcooked one of the first levels is there's a restaurant and um in the it's like a big square and in the middle is a series of uh, benches and at the bottom is all the ingredients and at the top is all the chopping boards. And your first instinct when you first pick up Overcoat is, oh, we'll just take it in turns, grabbing stuff from the bottom and taking it up to the top. But then you realise, actually, no, you need to, because there's always at least two chefs, you need to actually, it's quicker to grab stuff from the bottom, put it in the middle, then have someone at the middle taking it up to the top. And it, of course. It's like the way, I, I know that sounds really simple, but it's the way the game makes you think about you can't just be in your own head. You have to communicate or you have to, if you're playing by yourself, which I don't do a, a great deal of, uh, you have to communicate with your kind of co-chef, your restaurant co-manager, because you can't just like get tunnel vision on it because it's so, the 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 scoring is so tight towards the four star mark that you have to be communicating and thinking about who's doing what all the time and like sometimes some one of you just needs to be like in the back seat one of you needs to be in the front seat it's amazing it's such a good game i love it so much i have so much fun playing every time just hearing your passion for it makes me happy you I and Cherish should play it oh yeah defo i know defo. She, she doesn't play loads of videos not a big gamer no, she doesn't. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not something she'd be interested in. Unfortunately, it's not. It doesn't matter what 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 games we play, what I'm doing. She will have no no interest. It's the devil's spawn to her. Unfortunately, what Can about mention... yeah. Animal Crossing? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think she used to play Tamagotchi. Pretty much the same thing. There we go. There you go. I mean, kind of one last point on games we've been playing. I was playing um, more the campaign for Modern Warfare, um, the new one. Uh, what I'm liking with it is how there's lots of throwbacks to the original game from 2007, I think it was, you know, in terms of characters who appear in the campaign. Um, but I think I've said this before, where it just sort of treads the moral line of what's right and wrong in yeah. the world in terms of... Um, you know, what you need to do, the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or something like that, you know, the sacrifices you need to make for the greater good. There was one particular scene that actually sort of... I don't normally get um, affected by scenes in Call of Duty games. You know, there a lot of the bits there to shock and like people, oh, wow, I can't believe they did that. There's one particular scene where you're, you can choose to do a particular thing to get a character to talk when you're interrogating them. Mm. And it's it's pretty twisted, to be honest. And it is quite... I don't want to give too much away, but you really have to sort of search inside yourself a little bit as to what you want to do, because you know you need to do a particular act, you need to do something, but in, in way of getting the information, the thing you've got to do, would you be able to live with yourself? 
I've never had that real that moral quandary with a Call of Duty game before. And did you do it? Did you do the thing? I didn't. But no, I, tr- I tried to push it to see how far the game was going to push me. I wasn't going to do it, but I was interested to see. Like, it's really hard. I- I'll- we'll talk about this off air, maybe if you haven't. Um, okay, but but you but you did you. Di- I haven't played it, but you didn't. You decided. I to didn't. Not I do decided it. not to do it, but I can see that the game would have let me do it if I wanted to go through of it. But I'm glad I didn't because I still got the same result. Oh. Great. But it then gets to a point when you get the result that you want from this particular scene, you then have you can then unleash the renegade in you if you want. A bit like in Mass Effect, you know, when there's like what was it? Is Paragon and Renegade, wasn't it? Yeah. You could do so. You can either you can push it further if you want to punish a character, but yeah, I didn't. And it was interesting to see that they. I can see why it was put there because it's a difficult decision to make it was quite dark and it may it was on the line for me for how far it should have gone in showing that but it was it was very interesting as i said i've never had that in a call of duty game before there's been games before where you have to make difficult decisions like that in terms of the game world and the greater good but yeah this may be a bit bit a step too far for me anyway Oh, yeah, so it's interesting though. It was, it, the game is great. It's, the campaign is really, it looks gorgeous. It is great. Um, the story's compelling. If it, It's just standard Call of Duty fair, but the, the story itself is great. And Captain Price is great. He's just awesome. Love that man and his hat and legend. his epic beard. Fucking legend. Fucking legend. Well, on that note, how can people uh, get in touch with us, Colin? Oh, there's so many ways. If you want to email us, if you played Minecraft Dungeons, or you just want to talk about uh, talk to us about anything, you can tweet us at Handheld Podcast on Twitter. You can email us heroesofhandheld at gmail.com. You can go to our website heroesofhandheld.wordpress.com and go to the contact us button at the top, and there's a form you can fill out. Uh, you can find all our previous episodes on our website as well. And if you've just stumbled across this lovely episode, thank you so much for sticking with us to the end. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and wherever decent podcasts are sold. So many places. Lovely. Um, any last words? Any any final thoughts? I, as we lead into the PS5 details Yeah, tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Are you going to watch it live? I think I am, yeah. yeah. It's perfect timing. Normally these things are like in the middle of the night for us, but 9pm, prime time. Yeah. Sitting in front of the telly bobs. It's going to be uh, great. Can't, can't wait. wait. All right, mate. Well, yeah. have a nice week. Uh, we'll be back next week, <laughs> as Colin said. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, wash your hands and be a good person. And um... Decide who's in your social bubble. That's what you oh, need to yeah. Do. Oh, let's not even. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>